we talking about practice. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. Practice, man. I mean, how silly is that? Welcome to the flip side cover three podcast back for week four back for more. I am joined by Tyler Hayward. Tyler, how are you feeling going into this week? You know, first off, I just want to say thank you for keeping me as a part of this podcast after my first couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hurt. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hurt. It's, I mean, look, I, I feel like I've carried you the last two seasons, so I feel like you're only one. I don't know. Yeah, week one I got. I started out zero and three. I've been five and one ever since. Thankfully, because um, if you performed like I did in week one, we would be not doing this. So, um, what? Uh, obviously, flip side cover three part of the Great Lakes Sports Network. Tyler, what do you have on tap for all things rebuild sports? I mean Detroit sports. <laughs> uh, well, you'll have to tell me what's up with the Pistons. I know. Uh... They're starting off uh, camp soon, but we got uh, Thomas Wright talking about some secondary struggles, who was a safety at Michigan State in the 2000s. Uh, he can talk a little bit about what we've seen from Michigan State. Uh, college basketball is getting ready to start off, so we got a guy who played in the Final Four coming on on Friday. Um, also, our fantasy football league champion. So, look, it's a busy week, and then Ryan and Mike got uh, get to cover the Detroit Lions, who don't have Tracy Walker, and we'll talk about that a little later today. That's correct. And maybe not DeAndre Swift. Um, so why don't you get us started? We have, I, I, I haven't fully committed to my games yet, but I did toss a couple out because there's some that I think deserve to be talked about, whether it's matchups or relevant games. So um, I do still like my picks, but I went with a more crowd friendly uh, slate. But why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Well, speaking of crowd-friendly, I'm not going to do that with the first game. Uh, give me Chicago. Oh. <laughs> Son of a... Spoilers, man. Sorry, give... man. I, didn't... I forgot you picked all of the Mac. <laughs> give me Chicago plus three and a half. Uh, <laughs> I, love... I mean, the Giants are okay on offense. They lose their best receiver. Um their offensive line looks hideous. That's not good when you're playing against the Chicago defense that is as electric and has the ability to force turnovers in the front seven as a lot of other defenses. You know, it's very underrated. Uh, Danny By front Pines. seven, you mean Roquan Smith. Robert Quinn's there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Akeem Hicks is not. Yeah, but... I think uh, you've got the ability to force fumbles. You've got the ability to force pressures. Uh, that doesn't bode well for Daniel Jones. Uh, I think, <laughs> look, the Giants' defense isn't good. The Bears' offense isn't good. The Giants' offense is 
okay if they can get Saquon going. I don't know if you can do it against this front seven with your offensive line. So I like the Bears just to keep it within the within the spread. I don't know, nor do I really care who wins this game, but give me Chicago. Yeah, I have been a as controversial as it may be, being the anti Buckeye Buckeye that I am. I've been immensely patient with Justin Fields. Um, what I've seen looks like a guy that can't play. Um, for him, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery have been able to pick up the slack, but really, this this team is. Uh, an above average defensive way from being the bottom of not just the NFC North of the NFC. Um, I think they're going the right direction. I like their coaching changes. I think fields with the right system can be good. He's electric with his feet. Um, He can make every throw. He just doesn't throw guys open. He's still throwing two already go open guys. Like he's playing against Maryland. No offense. Um, That doesn't work. Even is the Giants that doesn't work because Kayvon Thibodeau is not a Big Ten player. These this is an NFL defense. This is an NFL coach and Brian Dable and and I I think I lean Giants here. I I don't know, but when you look at the numbers, people think that maybe Daniel Jones isn't the guy, maybe Justin Fields isn't the guy. These are two very different things, contrary to belief. They, Daniel Daniel Jones hasn't played bad at all. Justin Fields has been awful. He's had single-digit quarterback ratings twice this year, three times last year. Daniel Jones has never done that. Um, Obviously, you mentioned Saquon Barkley seems to be back. And for some reason, after you call him a bust, you went ahead and bet against him. But um, I I think Saquon might be the only thing that gets going. I don't expect this game to get into the 20s for maybe either team, though. Which is what? Part of the reason why I like the spread, I also like Khalil Herbert. Uh, a little more explosive than David Montgomery, uh, and I think that that helps. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with Chicago here. Uh, like I said, I Saquon still might be able to, you know, score his, you know, get a touchdown off or whatever it may be. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be enough to build up a dominant lead over the Bears. So, my first matchup, my my least confident matchup, is mainly because the spread is so big and not a great number. But the storylines here are great, and the matchup is great. On one side, you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars, plus six and a half at Philadelphia. I'm just going to tell you right now, Philly's not real. Philly's a good team. They are exactly what the Jacksonville Jaguars are. Neither one of these teams turns the ball over. They're the two least penalized teams in football. Both quarterbacks are playing insanely efficient. And this Jaguars defense, for some reason, doesn't get pressure on the quarterback, but they hit they hit him. They got Lucan and Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd is a front runner for defensive player of the year already. He's leading his team in tackles. Um, not to mention the fact that they have what probably should be the defensive rookie of the year and Trayvon Walker, and maybe the defensive player of the year, and Josh Allen, the other Josh Allen. Um, Jacksonville's really good. Trevor Lawrence has 109 pass rating, six touchdowns, one pick. Um, he has thrown at least – he's got 10 catches between – or 
seven guys on this roster have at least 10 catches and 20 targets. He's spreading the ball. Um, the thing to watch for here is Philadelphia is unforgiving, especially, especially to a head coach that said some off-color things about a school that he won a super or a, a team that he won a Super Bowl for. Uh, Doug Peterson comes home. Doug Peterson loves to cover the spread. Doug Peterson also has a hell of a chip on his shoulder. I'm not going to lie to you. I like Jacksonville to win this one straight up. I don't know if I'm taking straight up because I'm, I, I think I think Philadelphia is real enough. Um, I'm not 100% sure how I feel about Jacksonville. Um, but I, I, I do like this. This was one of the games that I looked at, and it was a Jacksonville lean. Um, still might play it. Yeah, the the number helps. Um, like you said, they don't really turn the ball over. Uh, my concern is Jacksonville is young, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, we saw how well that worked for a young Lions defense uh, trying to contain Jalen Hurts and keep him in the pocket, and it didn't go over well. I think that they're a little more t- – Obviously, Jacksonville's a little more talented up front, and so I, and so I think that that's going to help them a little bit in that regard. Uh, but yeah, I, I absolutely like Jacksonville. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they won, but I don't think they're going to. But yeah, I, I like. There's no one really to focus on, on Jacksonville's team. I think James Robinson might be the closest thing to, but. ATN's third in targets. <laughs> Robinson leads in rushing yards. Yeah, and so you have options just out of the backfield alone. Um, and I don't, I don't know if Philadelphia has enough uh, speed at linebacker position to cover both. And Christian Kirk has better numbers than both Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. Which is incredible <clears throat> considering the fact that the Lions spotted A.J. Brown about 600 yards in the first game, so... And that Christian Kirk's made out of glass. Um, these two teams have been penalized six times combined. This Which season. is why the Lions lost week one. No. Yeah. So Philly, <laughs> Philly, or Jacksonville's been penalized 33 yards this season. That's, I, I did for a young team, like there's one team that has less, and that's Baltimore. Baltimore's not young. Um, that's that's impressive, and I've I've never been a huge Doug Peterson fan. I've never thought that he was the mastermind behind things. But if he turns this thing around, um, and Trevor Lawrence keeps playing this way, this Jacksonville team can make some noise, especially in a division that's completely up in the air. Yeah, my, I mean, my only concern is uh, for Doug Davis Peterson that they lost uh, their kicker. Um, granted, they had to lose him to bring him in, but other than that, yeah. Well, it's better to lose your kicker as a Jaguars coach than to lose one because you kicked him in the leg. Um, yeah. So, but, All right. yeah, what? <laughs> give us your second one. <laughs> don't, don't give us well, back-to-back. Don't. Well, look, I, I don't really have much of a choice. Um, <laughs> no, give me Miami minus four against Cincinnati. Yeah. I, I don't think Cincinnati looks that good. I think uh, Tua's good. I'm hoping for a big weekend out of that one and not maybe Tua this weekend. But 
Cincinnati is a little overrated, I think. And they're overrated based on their Super Bowl appearance, as dumb as that sounds to say. But they were 7-6 and six before they got hot last year. Uh, they haven't looked great this year. You know, you uh, struggle with Cooper Rush. Like, the, the offense and the defense both needed help. It appeared both uh, the offensive line and uh, the defensive backfield both needed help. It looks like they got it on uh, both sides of the ball. And at the same time, there's not much improvement, if any, especially on the offensive line. Uh, this Miami defense can get after you. They can get after Burrow. Uh, you know, they have a good defensive backfield that can, uh, I'm not going to say shut down Cincinnati's receivers because uh, they might have one of the best duos in the league, but Cincinnati's wow. defensive backfield struggles and Miami's got a pretty good duo themselves. So, I was going to say, maybe other yeah. than the other one. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of building up to. It's storytelling. That's what we do here. Um, <laughs> give me, but give me Miami. I I just think – I think they're a much better team, and, well, I'm still not 100% sold. Tua is the dude. Uh, I think that uh, – you know, I think he's enough for uh, them to beat him. Yeah, I mean, Tua's Tua's not great by any means. I think uh, I think it's I don't I don't think it's a problem. Like we've seen Garoppolo's, we've seen Kaepernick's, we've seen these guys that don't have to do a ton, um, be successful, and and make deep runs. And I think that Tua, if he just if he gets those guys in space, there's there's it's hard to screw that up. Yeah. Um, but like you said, you, you talk about the re- the weapons on Cincinnati's team. First of all, Cincinnati came out of that Super Bowl after getting kind of abused up front, knowing what they needed to fix, and they did not fix it. Um, well, that's the thing is they tried to, though. You know, they went out. They had a lot of free agent signings. They did what they thought was necessary to build it. It just didn't work for them. They tried to ruin it completely by giving the team they played in the Super Bowl their only offensive lineman worth a shit, and then he retired. Um, There's that too. I I just the Eli Apple and Jesse Bates or Awuzier or whoever is covering these two guys has their work cut out for them much more than I think Byron Jones and Xavier Howard do on the other side. Um. Yeah, I, I like this Miami team. I think I think these are two really, really good coaches, but I just I, I don't think they can protect Burrow. And four and a half is kind of a disrespectful number. Well, I mean, I, look, I'm I saw it at four. I'm still going to take it. <laughs> yeah, four, four and a half, three and a half. I I don't think Miami should be an underdog in this game. Uh, yeah, I know it's in Cincinnati, but who cares? Like Miami just looked better to this point. Isn't it? Isn't it Miami minus four? No. Oh wow! I read that wrong. That that makes me more on it. Is it Miami minus four? Yeah, that's what I got. No, it's Cincinnati minus four. Oh yeah, well, definitely Miami. I thought it was Miami <laughs> minus four. Miami money line in that case. Yeah. Wow. See, that's See, how bad that, that is. That it that's, was wrong by eight points, and we still both tried to take it. Yeah, that yeah, that's. I think that's a confidence pick right there. Give me Miami, baby. 
Yeah. Yeah. That, I, 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 I loved that one and I, I, I let it go. And I, I thought that would be the one you jumped on. I read it wrong just because Miami was red hot. The better team, period. Yeah. So I I tend to bang my drum on quarterbacks quite a bit, and uh, y'all have given this one a pretty hard time, and you're gonna regret it. Las Vegas, Nevada, this weekend, Russ will cook the Raiders. Uh, he's played has been a bad matchup. Not Seattle. That's Javante Williams. He should go. Well, you should walk his ass back to Denver after that one. But, um. This Raiders team's not very good. Top to bottom. Devontae Adams has been what I said he'd be. You, you, Everybody said he was the best receiver in the league. I said, no, he's good. And you'll see how good, not great he is when when he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. Um, Josh Jacobs hasn't gotten going. Waller has kind of gotten going, but they don't have the pass rush they thought they are going to have. They don't have the back-end help. And when you look at the numbers, this Denver team is better on every level. Um, this is, this is going to be the one where, where Denver Broncos fans realize that, Hey, maybe we shouldn't boo this guy. Cause we might have something here. Um, you and I both know that this isn't a long-term thing. This Russell Wilson struggling thing. His numbers say that he's not really struggling, but we both know what we saw in Seattle and you know that it, it it translates, and uh, it's not going to last forever. I like the Broncos to win this one. I'm staying away from this. I, I don't need Derek to have a Derek wears eyeliner also. <laughs> I, I, I don't even like have a Day's lead singer. Well, it's almost the end of September, so maybe he'll wake up. Um, <laughs> nope. But I, I don't even have a lead in this game on. I'm staying away from this one. I looked at it for half a second, maybe. And I was like, oh, I really like Denver in this situation. But then I remember they're not that good. And and it's not necessarily a Russ thing. It could be a Nathaniel Hackett thing. And it likely is. And it likely is a Nathaniel Hackett thing. I think... I think there's a point swing that Vegas is trying to figure out just because of the fact he's a terrible time management coach. You know, you had to go out and you had to hire someone to tell you how to do your job. Um, I don't like this at all. <laughs> I, I just don't. I think, I think there's some weaknesses on Denver that uh, they need to be fixed, and I don't know if they're going to get them fixed. I think they, they brought in Hackett for one. Aaron Rodgers, uh, you're still high on. Wilson, like it's four or five years ago, uh, or last year, and even then was it wasn't that spectacular. He had three weeks where he was really bad because he his finger was sticking out of the side of his hand, and then they reset it, and he threw seventeen touchdowns and one interception. Well, you think you would have learned after a Stafford broke his hand, stop going out there and playing? Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he also had better weapons in huh? Seattle. Are you sure, though? He had better weapons in Seattle. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are better weapons than what he has in Denver right now. They're not, because Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy have been better than both of them this year. Because of Russell Wilson. And they haven't gotten or, KJ or, Hamler gone. Or is that a Geno Smith factor? 
And that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, but well, they I, run deeper routes than Geno throws, so no. But that's what my that that's what my concern is. Is I honestly don't know if Wilson's going to be good this year. Um, I'm I'm closer to look over the last few years. I've been closer to where you are on Wilson than a lot of other people. Um, and so you know, I can I can sit there and respect that opinion, but man, I do not think that. I just don't think they have the horses to go with Vegas. That being said, Vegas is complete trash. And I, like I said, I'm not a fan of, uh, I'm, I'm just not a fan of this game. Cause I, I think both teams are awful and they're both trying to find their identity and I'm not sure which one's going to do it first. I, I just, if you, if, if both teams are completely equal and you take it straight down to quarterbacks, I'm taking those Broncos every time. And that's the thing is I'm not sure if it's completely equal. I just think they're both garbage. I yeah, I think I, I think that's I think, pretty good. I think the Raiders may have more talent on their team. I just I don't think so. I I think I I could see how you could think that, but when you look like at the other positions, like not not the sexy positions, it's they're they're struggling. <laughs> yeah. They can't protect at all. Yeah. They don't even try. No. They just let Derek Carr get killed. Like I said, I can kind of see your point, but it's just – I was just offering the counterpoint as to why I'm staying away from it. And, I mean, look, I – like I said, I did look at it. I did have a slight Denver lean, but I'm just avoiding it altogether. Are you, uh, you going yeah. to pile on your Geno talk? <laughs> Uh, this is a this Detroit team is just completely ravaged by injuries. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Um, they're saying he's okay and he's gonna quote unquote miss limited time. Uh, whatever that means, if that's just this week leading up to the game. Um, DeAndre Swift is banged up. Uh, Jamal Williams. Uh, Jamal Williams is good, especially behind this offensive line of Detroit, but. You know, he's not a game-breaker like Swift can be. Swift, what, what was he averaging before last week? I mean, 10 yards a carry? Mm, uh, yeah, 10.2. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of concerns me as well. You, so you're down a running you're, – you're down a running back. You're potentially down uh, your best receiver. Um, you're down your – best defensive player coming into the year in Tracy Walker. Um, obviously, now you have guys like Jeff Okuda, who's been a complete monster. He, he's been an all-pro. Yeah. Two catches on, what, eight targets for nine yards for Justin Jefferson last week, and they put Okuda on him. Uh, that yeah, said... Devontae Smith didn't get anything the, either. Yeah. That Neither said... Did McLaurin. Until uh, they uh, switched up and had uh, Mani Awarie cover him. It, yeah. All, yeah. all of that said, those receivers that we just mentioned are not DK Metcalf. Um, and so I'm curious to see this matchup. I want to see Metcalf versus Okuda. And who would have thought I'd ever say that as a Detroit Lions fan? I, 
I think the Lions have an explosive enough offense, even without those guys, to maybe put some points on the board. But their defense concerns me. Um, outside of week two against Washington, your number two, the number two overall pick in the NFL draft has been a ghost. Uh, you're still missing two of your better uh, pass rushers on the outside. I like Seattle to cover. I, I don't necessarily think I like them to win, though. No, I, uh, the injuries for Detroit do concern me, but matchup-wise, I, li- I like Detroit here because I th- I, I, I'm not a Jamal Williams fan. He seems – He's got a little bit of that late Adrian Peterson that drives me nuts. Like you could have taken a step left and picked up another 15, but you wanted contact for three. That shit drives me nuts. But um, I, I, I still like the play calling. I like, I like the things they're doing. I just, this game, I'm both these teams have shown me such highs and such lows compared to what they're supposed to be. And uh, I don't, I don't like either one of them. Yeah. I, I just, Look, Seattle. Seattle might be better than what we think they are, and well, everyone thought they'd be dead last, and I don't think they're going to be that. Well, Javante Williams two fumbles on the goal line helps. Yeah, but I'm. They've also competed with okay teams at times, and I'm. Look, we it's still kind of early for a team that had such low expectations you're losing the way Seattle is um you know Detroit's I don't know if you want to say underachieved because I think the goal entering the season has been two wins by the bye week to compete man (laughs) man uh but I I think the goal's been two wins by week four um and you know, you had that Minnesota game in hand, even with all the injuries. I just don't know how long you can keep it up with set injuries. And so I, I just like Seattle to cover. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the game, but uh, I I think they'll cover. I, I heard they got a guy who, uh, you know, he's got the ability to make a couple plays in the backfield as well. So I'd still probably take Swift with one foot. Um, no, Seattle May- used to have another guy that made plays in the backfield, and then they traded him to Denver um, to make up for that bad offensive line. Yeah. Um, speaking of awesome, awesome, thrilling teams, I'm going to go ahead and lock one in right here. And this goes against everything that everybody tells me that I should do. Give me the Ravens. Yep. Taking the Ravens plus three. At home against the Buffalo Bills. How dare you make this Baltimore team a three-point underdog against anybody at home the way that quarterback's playing? Yeah, he shouldn't be a short home dog. Lamar Jackson should be the MVP. Right now, he's not just an MVP. He's putting together one of the greatest seasons of all time. Um, And what's what's crazy about You don't want to jump into those kind of numbers this early. But when you look at the teams he's doing it against. Miami. Yeah, it's it's alarming. Like like I said, there's no – like people say, oh, he can't throw. He's completing 70% of his passes. He leads the league in passer rating and also has 243 rushing yards 
on 29 carries. He is an absolute weapon. And we saw it against Miami. They they looked like they were in deep trouble. It was was it third and five? They're in their own territory. And there he goes up the middle, gone. It's like, oh, well, they're they're still here. Um, that is a an MVP. And I know Josh Allen gets all this credit and rightfully so. But Lamar Jackson's playing on another level when you put together the fact that he's on pace for almost fifteen hundred yards. Jonathan Taylor's not, Tarek Henry's not. Lamar Jackson is. They are not on pace for 4,000 passing yards or 57 touchdowns. Um, this, I've been a Lamar fan for a while, and I've always thought he was great. I've never seen him play close to this good. You look at his numbers, he's, he's already well on his way. I mean, the wheels have to fall off for him to fall short of his 2019 MVP season at this rate. Like his efficiencies, his depth of target, his yards per attempt, all of it, his yards per carry, all of it. He's hitting these guys in stride. This looks like a different dude. And it's exciting because it's almost like you can see it happen because when he, when his season ends, people start criticizing him and then whatever they're criticizing, he's fixed week one. And it's just, he just keeps evolving. And then eventually there's not going to be anything to complain about. Be a perfect football player. But this Ravens team's really good. And I think that they're looking a lot like what they should have looked like if they were remotely healthy last year. I'm, I'm taking them. I don't think they should be. A, I think this should be a pick em game in Baltimore at best. You know what? I thought the exact same thing. Um, you know, you th- also throw in the fact that J.K. Dobbins is getting healthy he's I mean he's still not playing football speed but he's there uh the back end for the Buffalo Bills uh secondary is just completely ravaged right now yeah um three you all know pros. and what three all pros out yeah out yeah they're they're not they're not playing and that's a that's a massive issue for a team that can get there via the run or pass regardless uh I don't I still like the front of the Bills, um, and I think that that may cause a couple issues in regards to Baltimore's ability to run. Uh, they have to get out early in this game, though. If Baltimore doesn't get out early, uh, you're, you're not playing from behind against Buffalo. And I, I I like Baltimore in this one as well. This was another game that I looked at after you sent me your initial three picks, and then you said scrap them all. <laughs> so yeah. still like Pittsburgh. I also like the Bucks because they shouldn't be underdogs at home against anybody either. Well, are they going to play at home? Is the question. Um, matter they figured Mahomes out, and the only time I've seen them play them. Yeah, but just, just hit him late. <laughs> but uh, hit him like a hurricane, and I I like. I like Baltimore, though. I, I 100% agree with what you said. Lamar Jackson's been incredible this year. Um, and you know of my disdain for Lamar Jackson, but normally that kicks in around the playoffs. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm fine rocking it out during the regular season. I I absolutely love this pick. Yeah, he uh, – <clears throat> speaking of Lamar Jackson, he's currently second on FanDuel for MVP odds at plus 550. Josh Allen is a plus 300. I will give 
Fair warning, like I always do on MVP picks, two for two on NFL last two years. Rogers, Rogers, two for two. NBA, Jokic, Jokic. Um, this guy has a very, very favorable schedule to run the table. He's got these three tough games he got through. He's got Buffalo this week. He's got Cincinnati next week. And then it's other than the division, Pittsburgh and uh, Cleveland, he's got he's got some easy ones. Um, I think he's got maybe the Saints in there somewhere, but there's a Jets. There's, there's a lot of chances here. And uh, as long as he's healthy, his odds aren't going to get longer. Yeah. So uh, if you're if you're thinking Lamar, if you're looking at Buffalo's schedule like I did, Buffalo's is not as favorable. Now would be the time because I think it's going to start getting more into an even race. And <clears throat> the only thing that can probably save you is another Aaron Rodgers appearance, but um, which which could happen. Yeah, but um, it's that I mean that's a slow start, so. Yeah, it always is. Though. He he takes like a couple extra preseason games. Yeah, but not a month. Yeah, you gotta figure out his receiver. He will. Yeah. What are they? Two and one. Uh, yeah, I think so. He just beat the crap out of the Bucks. That's a good. Well, a I good don't sign that he's. he's I don't on. think he did. I think that was more of a defensive struggle. But okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Speaking of Bucks, like that one was hard to leave off of this. By the way, Kansas City. It, I, I, I like Kansas City. They're playing great. But Tampa Bay is an underdog in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. I get it. They got injuries, I know. But that defense is really good. Yeah. But, all right. Well, that's going to wrap up our show. We hope to keep well, – I hope to keep the train going. Tyler hopes to turn his train around on the tracks, which I've never seen done. I just, train. I just want to find my train. I don't even know where it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, – it's in 2020. It's in the bubble. Well, I left you it know. back in 2021. It's a Doc Brown train at the end of Back to the Future 3. You know what it is. You started leaving them Titans alone. I'm, I know. Normally they were my kiss of death or whatever. I might just have to <laughs> I might have to I pick them, them and then just too. hope to go 2-1 and one every week. I liked them this week, but Tannehill looks scared of football. <laughs> and the Colts, I don't They're They're a three-point favorite at home. Also disrespectful that Tennessee, two teams that are going to run the ball like crazy, have a three-point spread, and one of them's one and two with a win against the Chiefs for some reason. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, that one, I, I like that one plus three and a half, too, but I don't know. That one, it just feels like there's too much big playability with with Pittman and Matt Ryan doing some weird shit late, so I just left it alone. But um, Yeah, so... I'm trying to stay on the straight and narrow. Tyler's trying to turn his train around, and we are going to head towards um, perfection this week. So stay tuned. Make sure you share. Make sure you tailor our bets. Continue to subscribe, like, tell your mama, tell your friend, whatever. Um, thanks for listening. We will see you in week five.